But in any relationship, it has to be a win-win situation. But uh, most often, the winning has to be on the the woman side. Of course, of course. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oh you know? my God! See, I'm not the only one that thinks that way. <laughs> hey, uh, but don't don't get me wrong. Um, I'm the man. I'm the boss of the house. Really? When she says so. Welcome to Taralat's Talk Podcast, the show that aims to share a Filipino's perspective on the ironies, the triumph, and the complexities of life. And being a Filipino expat, I'm your host, Belle. I'm Lynette. And ako si Mark. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Taralat's Talk Podcast. Kamusta ka, net? I'm good. You guys notice walang maingay, walang magulo. Oh, wala. Your episode natin today, Mark, is going to interview Kevin and Zaini about intercultural marriage. To those who are new to our show and do not know, Kevin is Belle's husband and Zaini is my husband. Mm. Yes. Ito na yung ano, moment nila na mag-shine at mag-complain about their spouse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But seriously though, because we already heard the interview, it was really fun. And dami nilang binigay na marriage advice. Now, I think all this uh, advice is also applicable, not just to other interracial couple. Yeah. So I think it applies to all marriage, diba? Yes, that's true. If you're also willing to share your stories and experiences too, please leave us a comment on our social media and send us a DM at Tara Let's Talk Podcast. Without further ado, here's a conversation of Mark with Zaini and Kevin. Enjoy, guys. Hello, everyone. Both my co-hosts left me, <laughs> but in addition, they substituted with their better halves. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Kevin is, as you guys know, for the listeners of the show, all, you all know that Kevin is American and Zaini is I believe is Singaporean. Am I correct? Yes, you're correct. The last time I checked, I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, just clearing that up. Zaini, what do you do, sir? As far as I remember, you are into fitness, right? Uh, yes, I've been in the fitness since 1984, wow, uh, which wow. covers, I'm also a, a, a therapist. Mm -hmm. So my job involves in setting up uh, clubs, uh, gym, a turnkey mm. project and training uh, from the trainers right up to uh, the business development. Oh, okay. nice. And Kevin, you're a nuclear engineer, am I correct? Yeah, nuclear and electrical. I work at the Ghanaian Nuclear Power Station here in New York State, outside of Rochester. So is it safe to say you're like Homer Simpson, sir? Well, you could say. Could be a little bit worse. I don't know. <laughs> it, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> All right. So, um, Zaini, uh, you're married to Lynette for 14 years. Uh, around that time. Uh, I, I think around that time. It's since 2008. Wow. How do you do it? Um, well, one day at a time. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> seriously, one day at a time. Because in any relationship, right, uh, everything, you need to work on it. And uh, our secret of our marriage so far is not think it as a marriage, but as a friendship, as a partner. Partnership. Yeah. So uh, like we always say that uh, a marriage is just a bond or a, a paperwork. But in any relationship, it has to be a win-win situation. But uh, most often, the winning has to be on the, the woman's side. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Oh, you know? my God. See, I'm not the only one that thinks that way. Hey, uh, but don't don't get me wrong. Um, I'm the man. I'm the boss of the house. Really? When she says so. Yeah. yeah as long as she says so, I'm okay. Seriously. Yes. My Bell said I could be the boss also. <laughs> um. Well, my wife tells me that I know a lot of things, but she knows everything. Hey. <laughs> hey. Who needs a Google when they say you know when you have your wife? Yeah. Yeah, you, just, you know, you just follow them, man. That's that's how it is. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. They say, yeah, that's our <laughs> motto. But anyways, going to Kevin, there's a especially in in the U.S. I don't know if it's still happening right now, but in the past there have been prejudices 
especially with like Asians or Filipinos married to Americans, is it still prevalent? Uh, I, guess, I think it depends on like what type of culture the area in the United States you're talking about. Um, uh, as everybody knows, the United States is a big country, and right. the culture of society within the United States is not the same throughout. So, like on the West Coast, you have a different way of looking at things and everybody on the east coast it seems like we're all um i guess the stereotype would be that we're all rushing to do things and get things done and get it done mm -hmm. fast and not even mm -hmm. look around to see what's happening around you while you're do you're focused on that one thing whereas the west mm -hmm. coast uh you're looking at people who are generally more laid back uh they're more outgoing in nature and stuff like that so it depends. I mean, that's just West and East, but then you also have the South, which is a different um, way of life than the Northeast. And that's different from the Midwest and the Northwest and the South, so the Southwest. Uh, like, for, for example, the Southwest has a lot of uh, Hispanic type of integration throughout, like, the entire mm -hmm. culture down there. Um, you'll, you'll find actually real Mexican food as opposed to what some people in the north call Taco Bell. They think that's Mexican right. food, but mm -hmm. that's that's a disgrace to Mexican food. Um but it it's it's different and as far as prejudices against um any country you go to there are prejudices against interracial marriages. You'll see that the uh, I think generally a a country wants to keep they're the people that live within the country, like, you know, so to speak, pure. Mm -hmm. However, uh, the more the world gets interconnected. It's more then, global now. Yeah, the more people are going to meet people and they fall in love and they have babies. Or you have like, a, like Belle came here to live in the United States. And for her, initially, it was a, well, maybe you could say still, it is a culture shock. I mean, as well as, you know, moving to Florida. Right. Um, from living in the PI, and then mm. like Zaini and Net, I mean, going from Singapore and the Philippines, and then going to live in the Middle East, right. I mean, that's like for both of you, that's a really big culture shock. And then people who who don't normally like here in Rochester, in New Upstate New York, people you don't see Asians much. So uh, I know Bell's told me that sometimes when we walk around, like if we're in the mall or walking to the grocery store then sometimes people will look at her and they'll try to figure out where she's from because she's right. not the white caucasian tall like six foot male or female that's normally up here and then they look at me and i mean it, it to me it's kind of funny i don't i don't take any offense to it but to me it's kind of funny that they look at me and they can't figure me out because i kind of look asian but i got right. brown skin and so they just put me in the Mexican category. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I'm not gotcha. even Mexican. So. <laughs> and they, they, they might put you in the others category. Yeah, the other, the other category, yeah. You, we, we don't have oh. an identity, so we have to be put in the other category. But um, yeah. oh. you'll, you'll see it. Uh, we, I've seen it personally. Um, my ex-wife was Caucasian. So you see the two of us together, and that's like a whole right. new can of worms that People, some people who are who are prejudiced and they're deeply rooted prejudiced, they'll look at you with disgust. Um, other people, like in being in the military, we we see that all the time. And as being in the military for so long, or that I, when I was in the military, they you get people from all over the country, and sometimes people from from other parts of the United States, like Puerto Rico. And then Guam, Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, and such, and and people meet each other, they get married. So, in on a mil living on a military base, it's not that weird to see like a Hawaiian guy and a Caucasian woman married, right? But the moment you go off base and a little further away from the base, then people start looking at you kind of weird, like why why are you together? Kind of a thing. I've read that uh, in the past decade, interracial marriages have increased twenty eight percent. In the U.S. for U.S. Census, um, would you say that in today's day and age, is it more accepted compared to before? Maybe during the '80s or '90s, do you think it's more open now compared to before? Oh yeah, I think it's 
I think it's definitely more open. I mean, when when I grew up in uh, Hawaii, we there was always this thing with like foreigners, even people from outside of the state, like from the United the mainland, coming to Hawaii and then like stealing our women, so to speak. That kind of a stigma against them, and so. But now it's it's. I think it's a lot better. Um, I think some people are. I think nowadays with social media, some people are more easily uh, like if they get angered, they they're more easy to actually act out on it than before. Um, that's unfortunate. Uh, it's rare, but right. it makes the headlines. So for the most part, that's what only that's the only thing people see. But I think it's more accepted. I think generally, and and that's gotcha. a, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's true. How about you, Zaini? Have you? You and Lynette, have you experienced any of this prejudices or like just basically people judging because of your nationality and hers? Um, fortunately, it was not that bad. I mean, it's rare actually because when we were walking together, people think I'm Filipino. Gotcha. It, it, <laughs> and sometimes, <laughs> and the worst thing is, sometimes people think that she's the one that is the, you know, the Singaporean. <laughs> So when you walk around and they talk to me in Tagalog and I go like, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, the fortunate thing, like I said, is because of our color skin. Right. It's almost identical. And when they found out that I'm Singaporean, then they go like, you Singaporean? And I, I look behind me and I go like, uh, uh, the last time I checked, yes, I am. <laughs> you see, so, and they said, you don't look like Singaporean. And I said, uh, though, I said, you look like a Singaporean, I said, you know. So people still don't realize that uh, because of the globalness now, right, that uh, like what Kevin was saying, you know, different enclave of people, depending on whether they have traveled around, mm -hmm. right, how they, they communicate to people, especially with the Zoom or, you know, right. uh, easy access to communication, you can see face to face. People don't realize like when I was in uh, in US, for example, people think that I'm from uh, Singapore and Singapore is part of China. <laughs> mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. were the days. So when wow. we were together here, right, and the, the secret of all these things is how you make the people comfortable with you first. Right. That's what, that's what I always aim for when, when we get into a new group or when we move into a, a, a different culture like uh, Middle East, right? Uh, so, for example, uh, the advantage is I'm a Muslim, but being a Muslim also, the, the culture difference between Asian Muslim and Middle East is vast. Mm -hmm. Oh. Right. It, it mainly is a culture clash. Uh, if, if you're talking about when people look at us and, you know, yes, we try to uh, immerse ourselves into uh, their culture, mm -hmm. understanding and respect it. So sometimes we don't believe it, but we just have to respect yeah. it. In connection with that, just to follow up, what do you think are the challenges that an interracial couple face compared to couples that are both from the same race? Well, uh, that's the thing now. Uh, race, for example, uh, we are from the same race. I'm, I'm talking about uh, the Filipinos and Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We are the so-called the Malay race. Which is, uh, we come from the Malay archipelago. Right. Let me um, change it to how about uh, intercultural? Let's expound on that. Right. So basically, the, the issues coming out usually is cultural. Right. Right. And also uh, religion. Mm -hmm. These are the two that we face initially. Initially. So mm -hmm. when cultural, like uh, for me, it's simple, right? I married a, a, a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So the first and foremost, we always have to give in and understand her culture, her family. That's the most important thing in any, in any family. First thing the father will say, hey, how are you going to uh, treat my daughter? Mm -hmm. Right. You get I me? Mean? So for me, in, in family matters, uh, just for information, uh, her father hates me to the core. Whoa. Even up to now? No, no, no. <laughs> the, first, the first phone call I got when we, you know, the story about it is. Mm -hmm. This was before you're talking about before. Yes. So, it, to just summarize everything, 
the, the culture difference, the age difference, and also the religious difference that caused the father just call me after she told him about mm-hmm. us that we know each other for three months and we want to get married. And the first thing she, he called me and I was in a board meeting and I had to walk out and there was like, and go like, you know, like the, you know, all the blood come out and it says, all the words comes out is the, right. So, but the only thing that we overcome this is through patience. Like I said, I'm marrying Lynette and, I always said, no matter what, uh, blood is thicker than water. So she has to always respect the parents. Mm-hmm. So she, I made her, made sure that she calls her parents, get close to her. And I didn't speak to the, par- uh, the family, actually, uh, until about three years after we were married. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and the story goes that when the first time we met, in a house that everybody gets together, it was right. like dum dum dum. <laughs> so this was in the Philippines. Oh, it did was this in the happen? Philippines. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, because uh, where well, we lost our first kid, so that actually uh, softened his heart a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing, like I said, we respect that culture and mm-hmm. that familiness of Filipinos. I made sure that she always have that respect for the parents. I said, listen. Um, the time will come yeah. that he will realize that whether he likes it or not, that I am married to you. Right. 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 Uh, he can hate me as much as he wants, but you are still his daughter. Now, right. the only thing any father, like I said, would um, you know, accept you into the family is when you prove to them that you can take care of their daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, so I've proven that. That's correct. So when the first time uh, we decided that everybody uh, meet in the Philippines in the house, the family house, right? Mm-hmm. You got the the her brother, her fa- uh, the family, and us coming in. They pick us up in the airport, and we had lunch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was tense all over. You can feel it. And for <laughs> me, it's, you can touch the air. It's like you can touch the air, right? <laughs> what can touch the air? I cut. You know, like you're going through a sandstorm. You go like even a sandstorm is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we laugh about it every time when we we think about it. We laughed about it. And but the thing is, until now. So, I just want to share with you this story about how the tenseness that people were was expecting him to shout at me, curse at me, or okay. something. Mm-hmm. And to me, I said, I'm coming into people's house, just like I'm going to a country. I have to respect the rules and whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I go in, and I, in, in, in Malay, we call it, we give the salam or the blessing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's, I just, a, it's the mano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just uh, take his hands and do the blessing as in uh, Filipino culture, the mom. The mom is, uh, of course, uh, softer. <laughs> yeah. She's always okay with us, but not mm-hmm. directly because, again, to respect the father. Right. So we had lunch. So when at lunch, we had a chit-chat, chit-chat. And guess what? They cleaned the table after lunch. And we were talking. And me, you give me a stage and I will create it. Right. And everybody, we can feel it throughout lunch. And after lunch, we're still sitting in the dining table. And through the corner of my eyes, you can see uh, sometimes the mom passed by, Lynette passed by. The living room, just to right. see whether are we choking each other or right. yeah, <laughs> you know, they were like passing every like every two three minutes. One of them would pass just by because check, check. Check. they're nervous. <laughs> no kidding. But guess what? We were joking, we were laughing, and her father was uh, actually a kind of a comical kind of person. You get what I mean? An easygoing. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. I always realized that it's just protecting. Right. His daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all fathers do. Definitely. And because of our age difference. Right. Right. And he says, like, uh, I'm a Muslim. Oh, you know, you're going to get married to four, four wives. And I said, <laughs> hey, you know, there are the rules and regulation on that. Is that thick? I said, you know, it's thicker than the Bible and the Al-Quran put together. I said, you have that rules. I said, you know, and gotcha. you can't even handle one wife. How you can handle four? <laughs> right. So. Anyway, just uh, to end that story, guess what? We were sitting on the dining table until dinner. Wow. wow. So we've been talking for hours. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's like 
time for us, both of us, we were joking and laughing and we're talking about anything under the sun. Imagine about three years of things that we lost. Right. 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 So finally they came in and says, uh, can we set the table for dinner? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and we look at them and say, sure, go ahead. And we're still sitting there. <laughs> you get what I mean? So what I would like to share to, uh, to the rest of us about, you know, if you're marrying to a, a, a culture, if, if you're a guy, you have to always give way. You get what I mean? To understand uh, the partner's culture first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? No matter Correct. what. I, I've heard so many times people come to Dubai, for example, oh, it's damn hot. Oh, <laughs> oh, can, I, can I say the word damn? Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's okay, yeah? So he says, it's very hot and, you know, like uh, the, the, the rules are strict and this. I say, listen, you've got always an option to stay or to leave. Or leave, yes. Yeah. Right. So right. everything is a choice. But once you made that choice, you commit to it because any consequences that comes with it, we have to be responsible. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you have to be Because it's your it. choice. Right. 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 So that, that's, that's my experience that I want to, you know, uh, share with everyone. You know, like in any relationship, it has to be a win-win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. you have to let the other side win a slightly more. Uh, no, I don't yeah, think man. it's slightly more. <laughs> well, I was just being nice because maybe she's listening to us, you know, like, you know. But remember, even though you, you give a lot more, the returns will come in mm -hmm. much, much, much in a longer term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Correct. true. Uh, that's why you got to invest in it. Yeah. True. And well, all relationships, it takes investment. It takes time to cultivate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Kevin, in terms of you and Mabel, do you have any challenges that you guys face, especially when you guys first started living together, like the daily stuff or even for, in, for the long-term stuff? Can you share some of those experiences to us? Uh, yeah. I, the, well, I think like a little background going back to what Zainu was talking about. For, for our situation, I feel like we, we were lucky in that I grew up and was raised in Hawaii. So yeah. In Hawaii, the culture there is not what, what you would call American. It's, mm -hmm, it's actually mm -hmm. a mix of a lot of Asian influence. Asian culture, yeah. yeah a lot of Filipino, port, um, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese from Europe. Uh, all, all of the laborers that came over initially to work on the uh, sugarcane fields and the pineapple fields, all of those plantations, those, they all brought their culture. And, and it's... it's pervasive throughout the society and the culture in Hawaii. So me growing up, for me growing up, I grew up around like my, uh, probably half of my family is Visayan. So the Filipino culture, I was born and raised in it. And uh, so it, it wasn't that hard or different um, for you and adjusting because you're familiar with it. Yeah. Like, like I said before, when I went to see Belle, in the Philippines, to me, it was like home, like like home. How it what how it was when I grew up as a child. Because as a child, there our neighbors had fighting chickens in the front yard and the backyard. You grew up, and the roosters are crowing. You every time there was a family party or birthday, we we killed two pigs, and one of the dishes that they made was dinuguan. And um, we made Hawaiian dishes. We made some Portuguese dishes, Japanese dishes. It was it was always just a mix. So for us, when I went to the Philippines, there there is still uh, an adjustment to be made. But like what Zaini said, and what I've said before, if if for me as an American going to the Philippines to their right. country, I am a guest, and mm -hmm. I need to respect their culture. There's like a like a small, I don't think it's as bad now, but there's a kind of a um, stereotype of like foreigners going to other countries and expecting it to be exactly like their country back home. And that's just mm -hmm. the wrong way to look about it. You'll, you'll never enjoy the culture and the people and everything that they have to offer if, if you have that type of mentality. So for Belle and I, I think, I think we were lucky because I grew up in, with the Filipino culture. Um, so I don't think it's as bad. As a follow-up to that, Kevin, and also I'm going to ask this to you, Zaini, uh, later on. Since there are a lot of intercultural differences, 
in terms of personality between you and your wife, is there anything challenging between you guys on how you handle stuff? Well, I mean, there there always uh, is a challenge uh, between Bella and I initially. Uh, when she first got here, and then we got married, there was a um. I think I think it's to to be expected. You're kind of shy to, uh, meet people because mm-hmm. a you can't just walk outside of your house and um like your neighbor has a sari sari store outside or you can't. There is no familiarity with uh, yeah people speaking Tagalog or Ilocano or what have you. And so between us, like one of the things that I tried to get her to do was to um, go out and, you know, just experience things uh, Mm -hmm. by herself. I mean, at the time I was on a doing shift work at the Three Mile Island nuclear power plant down there. And so unfortunately I was on night shift. So I worked 12 to 14 hours and then came home, slept and went back. So and that was for, I think, about. 35 days or something and um so i think it was hard for her initially however the more we uh went out we we looked at things the things that uh, a lot of people have never seen here in the united states we travel um go and see she loved the up here in upstate new york the fall fall time when all the leaves turn and they turn yellow and red, and she loves that t- this time of year, or I guess it's past now. Um, but she's there. She found out there are people who look at us funny. Um, however, there are a lot of people that'll, that love to talk to her. They like when they find out she's from the Philippines, then they start asking asking her questions. Uh, we found other people from the Philippines here, um, right? And so between the two of us. Yeah, there there are things that we disagree on how to do and stuff like that. And um, like here, I'm, I'm sure you know, here in the United States, we're not a lot. Well, hardly anybody has uh, a bidet, unlike mm-hmm. in. Um, I installed mine. Yeah, <laughs> I installed mine because you can't get a plumber to install it. They don't know what it is. Yes, correct. I had to order mine in. Um, uh, I had to in- order mine to AliExpress because mm-hmm. they don't sell it here. Uh, we we got we got ours through like Amazon, so. Yeah, so that was that was the thing I I like for me and I mean it's it's not a good way that I dealt with it. I I for me I was like, well, why do you need something like that? And but we put it in, and she's happier yeah. that she has one. It's so a mo- it's a small shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the feet. <laughs> yeah, you know the spray on the gentle feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I, I agree with uh, Kevin. Like I always say to people is that, you know, you got to immersion is uh, mm-hmm. adapt and survive. You get right. me? And cultural difference is nothing. It's, to me, sometimes I find that a Filipino with Filipino or the same culture mm-hmm. is actually more stressful mm-hmm. oh, really? than uh, from mm-hmm. a different culture. Yeah, uh, I, seriously, I've seen because you take it for granted. Oh. You know, you heard a lot of people say, oh, in our culture, you know, like, uh, you know, we must do this, 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 this. The ladies uh, or the woman supposed to do this, this, this. But when you right. come from a two different, because like, especially in, in Singapore, um, we have been, you know, interracial, intercultural right. marriages yeah. very, very long from the, probably from... in the early 80s. Again, it's rampant that you have... The Indians and the Malays, mm-hmm. uh, Indians and the Chinese, we always have a well, that was a kind of a... Singapore was its own country, right? The that has always been that way. No, no. If it's uh, before our own country, there was still a stigma. Oh, really? There was actually okay. one of the massive riot because of uh, the interreligion. So that's why in Singapore we don't talk about religion, mm-hmm. right? Race, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in politics, right. Well, yeah, those so, are the three topics that you, you I I never go into, like, because yeah. it, it it's a problem, yeah, especially here. <laughs> you see, uh, so like I was saying, um, for us, different culture, right? Uh, we just need to quickly immerse ourselves to understand the different culture, and mostly uh, in the different cultural marriage, we usually tread very carefully when we are going towards the partners' culture. We learn it. And then 
we understand it, whether you believe it or not, sooner or later, mm-hmm. you will get into it. Like, for example, in Dubai, we have so many, uh, I always joke about the newcomers coming from the Philippines, for example. <laughs> and I used to do the orientation for, you know, Fitness First, Goals Gym, new newbies coming in. And I asked, okay, uh, who's uh, married? Or I okay. said, who's single in, and then, uh, you know, some people will put up their hands sheepishly and says, I'm, I'm single. And I said, okay, who's single in Dubai? <laughs> and, uh, once they caught the hang of it and everybody put up their hands, you know, like you're jokingly kind of I says, I said, what I want to just give you an advice is simple. I said, in Dubai, everything is like international buffet. You get it? Mm, uh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> and believe it or not, in Dubai especially, uh, it is so rampant that you have inter-cultural, uh, international marriages. Mm-hmm. You get me? Right. In the, in the, initially, when we came in, we don't see many Filipinos with Indian because the Indian is very uh, kind of uh, uh, protective. They like mm-hmm. to get married to their own culture. Right. You know, the parents say so. But now it is so rampant. So for me, uh, with Lynette, it's, it's kind of easy, right? Because I'm always like, uh, it's easy, you know, just to understand the culture. And when I'm in the environment, let's say more of a uh, kind of uh, in the Filipino uh, community, first thing is we always have to dress appropriately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when, I, when I'm in the Philippines, for example, when we go for a holiday, we spend around maybe one week in Singapore. You know, in Singapore, you take two days and that's it. You've seen everything. (laughs) So for me, uh, two days, three days, I spend with my family and then friends coming over and that's it. But I was, we will spend about three weeks mostly in the Philippines. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Because, uh, you know, she wants to spend more time with her family, kind of thing. So this is one of the things that, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Philippines. Right. Right. Because of the, the variety. And when I walk around, I don't get dressed up. I don't like to get dressed up. So I dress like normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, so you don't stand out. As long as I <laughs> yeah. keep my mouth shut. You exactly, know, smile. yes. <laughs> yeah, you know? And then people will start talking to me in Tagalog and I smile. And <laughs> hey, I, 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 do, I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, and at some point, you need to say something. Otherwise, people say, is this guy a mute? <laughs> <laughs> then when I start speaking Tagalog, and they look at me, and I says, um, uh, I say, sorry, you know, like, uh, you know, then Don't I say, uh, you know, I say, contact, uh, contact, uh, you know, and, and they understood. Then it, this becomes a, a new chapter of topic to talk about. Gotcha. Yeah. You get so I mean? it, so, it became more broad. It is actually. Uh, then they will open up the doors just like that. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to my next question, which I think this is appropriate. Uh, the one you're talking about, the advantages of having a different perspective, uh, being in a mixed race relationship or a mixed culture relationship. And I think you're talking about it right now. Can you expound more on that? Like you're talking about the advantages of uh, broadening your horizons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, if, if you come from the same culture, the disadvantage, so-called the disadvantage is you know everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get what I mean? And then you, you like take it for granted that, okay, uh, the girls are supposed to do this and the men are supposed to do this. You get what I mean? But yeah. if it's a, a different culture, right? Uh, like we got friends that is from uh, UK and the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you see the kids looks a bit different, like a you know looks like a Hawaiian. I always say, <laughs> you get what I mean, because it's it's, it's neither dark or yeah, exactly or fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in 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 our case, uh, I always like to learn about you know Turon or you know mm-hmm. banana queue mm-hmm. and you know the food. Yes, I don't eat pork, for example. Pearl, for example, when we go home, the family don't cook pork. Right, mm-hmm. you get what I mean. So it comes to that level of understanding and respect. Uh, respect. That's yeah. correct. And I don't expect them actually if they they still cook pork. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the respect is there. Uh, you don't demand it. You immerse into it. Like I said, first thing I always do is I dress very lightly. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? So you 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 gotta blend into the as much as possible. 
Yes, uh, like Kevin. Yeah, like Kevin, a bit disadvantaged. Maybe he looked like Puerto Rican, uh, you know, like Mexican <laughs> or whatever he, you know. But for me, the the slight advantage is there. But again, when I walk, or my mannerism is slightly different mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. sometimes. But uh, the the relationship actually becomes stronger, right? It tends to last longer because there's always something you learn. Each something other. new. Yeah, there's yeah. also something new. And, and the, the secret about it is you don't say, oh, in my culture. Right. right. In yeah. that right. sense. You know, mm-hmm. The way you say things sometimes makes a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. You don't push it into someone's throat and shove it down and say, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You get mm-hmm. it? Uh, there is always a common ground. And sometimes, you know, yes, uh, like taking for granted, a lot of people say, hey, how come Lynette is not wearing this and that and cover the face? I said, look, um, again, that's difference between culture right. and religion, mm-hmm. right? So right. that's on our side. How about you, Kevin? Anything to add with that With in terms of a new perspective, any advantages being in a mixed relationship? There's, there's a lot of I mean, both advantages and disadvantages. Um, like Zaini said, one of the disadvantages is that it's, you're not, being in a mixed relationship, you're not as immersed. And so it's, mm-hmm. I, it's not a great way to say it, but it's kind of like you got one foot in and one foot out kind of a thing. But I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, the va- advantage is, uh, aside from the things that Zaini said, is that if you have kids, they grow up in two different cultures. Right. And they'll, they, see, they see both the good things and the bad things. And they can take some stuff from one culture and take the other, some other things from the other culture. And then they use that in their life. Um, one of the, one of the greatest things, like, like, like I said before, my ex-wife, she's Caucasian. So, um, for us growing in the military, one of the, I always tell people that one of the greatest things for our two kids, Kai and Camille, is that they were able to grow up around different ethnicities i don't i don't like to say races because mm-hmm. that's to me to me it's dumb but it's mm-hmm. actually ethnicity that's different so like one of the one of the greatest things for for our kids is that they they both have friends whose families are from all over the world like my my son our son kai his best friends one's from Af- afghanistan another one his family comes from russia he's the second generation immigrant and then the third one and fourth one, they're one's from uh, the Dominican Republic, and the other one is from Korea, or the family is from Korea. And then Kameli, yeah. she has a Korean, Filipino, Korean and Filipino friends, where they're both second generation immigrants. And right. he also, she also has uh, friends like you know Caucasian friends, and the impression that they get from other cultures is extremely, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is extremely important because right. It's important for, especially America, I mean, probably other countries, but for Americans, in my opinion, we are so closed off uh, from the rest of the world. We're so focused on us as Americans. No, you're right, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that we, we don't, I mean, I, I, it's bad to say it, but I'll say it. We don't care to look at other countries and other ethnicities and other cultures and see that we can get great things from other cultures. No, which is true. I think now uh, things are changing rapidly. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, between me and Lynette, we never want to segregate our culture, for example, in, especially in front of uh, Keon. Yeah, yeah. So when right. our son is uh, just turned six, imagine when he was about four plus, he start, when people ask him, where are you from? Mm-hmm. His answer was, I'm from Singapore and Philippines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, he was born in UAE. UAE. <laughs> right. So we always joke that he is confused. Yeah. You get what I mean? <laughs> well, like, it, gotcha. It's, it's, it's just like um, my son Kai, because he was confused also, because he had Caucasian friends and he had black friends, he had Latino friends. So, and he looked at himself, he didn't match the skin color of any of them. And so she, he went to Amy and said, he asked her, like, what am I? Am I black or white? Because I guess he was looking at one or the other. And then she you just told him, pot. she just told him you're chocolate. You're in the middle. You're everything. Yeah. You're a, you're it's like the a best melting of everything. Pot, you see? 
Yeah, <laughs> like that's why they said it's, it's the melting pot, mm-hmm. right? So for us, he didn't ask us. We just make sure that he understand that uh, the the mother's side is from the Philippines, and right. the father's side is yes. right. So he understand that, and then when people ask him what his name is, and he says Kion Tanedo Hassan. Uh-huh. Now the Kion Tanedo, people said, "Oh, okay." Then when the Hassan comes in, the people get confused. Right. <laughs> well, he's a uh, you know. Then he says, "Where are you from?" Then he said, "From Singapore and Philippines." He answered. He came up with that answer himself. So we were like kind of proud that. He knows the both sides, so mm-hmm. he speaks to uh, Lynette's uh, family, parents especially in the Philippines, ev- almost every day, uh, zooming. So physically, he, we haven't gone back to the Philippines since. Uh, well, nobody have Before physically. COVID. Yeah. No, no, yeah. we we haven't even been back since about almost eight years. Wow. Yeah, uh, because of my work, business, and COVID things like that. So. Physically, nobody has kind of met him mm-hmm. right. in both families, you see. So in that perspective, in, for us, between Lynette and myself, we want to make sure that he is immersed in our culture as much as possible, right? So what we do in, at home, for example, we try as much as possible, create that environment. But when he goes out, as you know, uh, in Dubai, uh, things is even kind of weirder, we call it. Or yeah, because you you get all different uh, uh, culture, uh, uh, like you say, uh, people from around the world, nationalities, all coming on with. And when he makes around with the kids, mm-hmm. mm. right? Again, so like we always believe that you know the kids are the mirror of the parents, right? Right. So it's it's the upbringing. And also nowadays, which is the, the social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is what the challenges between Lynette and me are bringing up Kion. Yeah. Zaini, I'm just going to go a little bit off topic right now. I just want to ask, since Kion was born there in Dubai, what nationality does he go into? Is, is he a, a citizen of UAE? Okay, uh, there's one thing about UAE or... Dubai, uh, they don't grant you citizenship. citizenship. Right. There's no, su- there's no such thing. So Keon is what nationality then? Uh, he's, he's Singaporean? He holds a Singaporean passport. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Because even he's, uh, right now, he's, he's born uh, here. As a Singaporean father, I have to apply for oh. his mm-hmm. nationality. And we have to sign, believe it or not, uh, an agreement that when he's 18 years old, he has to uh, serve the national, uh, this one, uh, we call it the national service. Got into the army, army. for two and a half yeah. years. Right. If he not, they will revoke his citizenship. Right. So uh, for me, uh, especially Lynette as well, at the moment, uh, she's keeping her Filipino passport. Right. Because then uh, to me, the identity is there, the, right. the family is there. So... Uh, there's no hurry for us to change that. You get I me? Mean? So and now he's actually immersed in the two culture now. Gotcha. I know you guys have been with your wives for quite a bit of long time. Zaini, you've been married for um, 14 years. And Kevin, you and Mabel had been together for like nine years. I lost count, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, I'm not joking when people say, how long have you been married? Don't tell her that. <laughs> no, no, yes, I, don't. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she knows. And I, I just used the word. I said, listen, we were married since 2008. Go figure. Gotcha. With that in mind and with that in tow, can you give any advice to couples of different cultures on what they need to work on? Any pointers that you guys can share? Let's start with you, Zaini. Well, uh, like I always say to everyone, uh, it's about relationship. It has to be a win-win, right? Right. And if you're the guy, you always have to give in more. Respect their culture. Don't say at any time. If you have nothing good to say, don't say anything. Don't yeah. anything. Like I told to Lynette, if I'm upset about something, I will just smile or I just keep quiet for a while. And she knows it. And that right. doesn't happen <laughs> that often. You get what I mean? It's like once in a blue moon kind of thing, you see? Or in this case, it's one in a red moon. <laughs> so the next thing is, I always believe, uh, you know, like, do not take your 
relationship for granted. Yeah. And be friends first and be a husband second because being friends is always better because then you take everybody in the same level. Like me, I always joke around, mm -hmm. right? Because life is already serious enough. So I always tell them like, uh, you know, sometimes I jokingly serious <laughs> or is it seriously joking? So I like to do that to, to lighten up things. Mm -hmm. But when certain things in perspective, you got to preempt what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because as the men uh, of the house, we have to be firm on a lot of things. Protect your wife or your family before, you know, you, you see things going to come in. Make sure you protect it first and try and get it settled. If not, make sure you discuss first. Right, a lot of people say, uh, you know, you're the wife, you have to do this. No, no, not said, no. Right, and sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes, uh, like for example, when we had Keon, for example, I do the night shift all the time. Right. Without any questions about it because she's gone through a lot, for example. We mm -hmm. baby her and I mean, she, when he came, that's my duty until that she dotes on him or whatever, right? So the, the ingredients actually is don't take it for granted and always surprise. See, for me, she will never know what I'm going to do next. Right. I don't know what I'm going to do next anyway. So, <laughs> you know, that's me. And always make sure that she stays connected to the family no matter what. Yeah. Her family because, yeah, it, it is important because especially, you know, like I always tell people, the first thing like parents will be worried about, especially to their daughters, the, the son, they don't really care. You get what I mean? Mm. Uh, but the, to the daughter, they're always worried about how are they. So as long as they know that the, their daughter's been taken care of, mm -hmm. they will sleep well. Yeah. How about you, Kevin? Uh, for us, I, I'm lucky. But Maribel is she's a strong woman and she keeps me straight. We'll put it that way. Right. Uh, my advice for uh, new uh, couples is that you have to you have to remember that you are no longer living alone. You're no longer single. Correct. In in the sense mm -hmm. that the way I do things are like especially like some of the things that we argue about is how things are done around the house. Right. Uh for example, um like a, a good example is I don't understand why Maribel has to rearrange the refrigerator every time we come back with new groceries. <laughs> but it is what it is and and she, and she keeps it, it it looks great uh right like we as husbands we may not understand why our wives have to or they tell us that we have to move move things around yeah yeah, um, yeah. i'm very hard-headed and so initially for us it well, i resisted a lot but she uh it's our our, our life because of her and because of the things that um for her, how she, how she uh, wants the house to be, and you know, if, if people come over, how we rearrange things or something, it it makes things run smoother. I'll say, mm -hmm, I, I can mm -hmm. I can definitely say and that. And that mellows you down a bit more, huh? Oh yes, it does. Uh, see, so that complements each other. Yeah, I mean, the the only thing really that I know it's off screen, but the only thing really she hasn't, uh, I I try to I I'll, I'll do my utmost to resist. Her arrangement and organization thing is my desk and the garage. Those are two mm. things. But everything mm. else is hers. So that's your man cave, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's she's. She, I my my life is 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 so much so much better because of Maribel. She's she's an incredible woman. Amen to that. Anything else you want to add that we haven't discussed with regards to intercultural relationships that you want to to expound on? Any, anything more? Um, I think. Well, um, I just want. Sorry, Kevin. I just want to share with you what uh, uh, who's this Bruce Lee say? You know. Okay. Be the water. Okay. <laughs> As a guy, yes. be, be the water. water. Be, be the water. water. Be you like water. Yeah. 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 Maribel wants to rearrange the the fridge. So let be it, you know, mm -hmm. and we just go in and, hey, at least we got a reason to, you know, make it a, make a mess again so that she can do it again. Right. You get what I mean? <laughs> that keeps the cycle going, more exciting, yeah. you see? Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, my parting words is always, you know, uh, don't take things for granted. 
yeah. um, do whatever it takes, right? Because right now we are taking over a responsibility of another's life. Mm -hmm. You get it? Yeah, you're taking uh, someone's daughter. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, I want to add, Zaini, I, I really think that what you said about never taking things for granted was beautiful. What you said about most people into uh, like the same culture, they take things for granted and they just feel that automatically someone exactly. should do this, someone yeah. should do that. They don't talk over it. And at the end of the day, sometimes the small things, the small differences, that's what um, deteriorates a relationship. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like a wound. People say, yeah, right. It's like a wound. You know, if you don't uh, fix it, don't treat it, yeah. and you know, it 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 boils up in you. You know, like in in culture with the same culture, uh, you you take things for granted, and when it explodes, mm -hmm. it's too late. Right. You get what I mean? Yeah. So, how about you, Kevin? Any any parting parting words, words of wisdom? Uh, well, just just to add on with what Zaini said about like Bruce Lee, I like I love the how Bruce Lee teaches with like being the water. Um, I, I like I love the example that he gave, I believe, with one of the I guess it was a student or a person who wanted to be a student and uh, he kept on refusing him. He said he put two glasses in front of him, one glass he filled with water on Bruce Lee's side, the other glass he filled with Coke. And then mm -hmm. he, Bruce Lee said, my glass is, is the water and it's full. Your glass is the Coke and it's full. How can I teach you everything I have in this glass if you don't empty out your cup? Because your cup is right. already full. You cannot learn anything else. Mm. Oh, that's straight to the point, which is good. Yeah, yeah. As a person marrying somebody from a different culture, I have mm -hmm. to give space to learn more. I right. empty my cup. Yeah. <laughs> I, have I did. Actually, I empty my cup and then, you know, make sure that you know, whatever she wants to give in first, I'll take it first. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So thank you guys for doing this interview for our listeners, for, for parting your wisdom, parting your experiences to us. It's really eye-opening and it's very educational and at the same time mind-blowing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we, we did share some good, uh, mm -hmm. you know, experience with you guys. And you guys did. We're going to end the episode on that note. And thank you guys for everything, for sharing your inputs. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Yeah. And next week, Mark is going to be back. Coming We'll be recording together again. And again, to all our listeners, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us wherever you stream your podcast for more tips and advice on a living life as an expat. And that's it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Yep. It's a wrap.